1: This whole thing about book business and authoring business and how to be really successful really has an ingredient that is so critical, so essential, and a lot of authors don't get it, and they're, they're wonderful with the words, they write these words, they create these great books, and and some authors, as you know, I've said in previous things, just get words out without really paying attention to them because they just have this thing in them to write but they don't understand the real craft of writing they don't get editing in that and that's where we get book pollution i'm not talking about that i'm talking about people who really care about the craft who really are creating things that are wonderful messages stories how to's solutions and they kind of believe that if i build it. If I create it, they will come. And my guest today is going to show you how to get them to come because one of the things that Susan Rowan is an expert in is conversation, is an expert in communication, is an expert in why you can't wait for the phone to ring. You have to reach out face-to-face. Voice to voice, word to word. So we're going to get into that. But one of the other things that Susan has done as the author of the mega bestseller, How to Work a Room, and also one of the books I love called Face to Face, is that she really knows how to get people mingling. And what authors need to understand is they got to mingle with the crowds. They gotta mingle with the buyers. They gotta mingle with the readers. She is a, a huge bestseller herself of, of books. So she knows the authoring journey. She does do coaching like I do. And she gets what this writing, authoring, publishing, and she's also been out there a long time like I have, and she's gone through ups and downs. She's experienced uh, uh, publishing companies going billy up on her. We shared that we mourned through and grieved through that one, and so she's really very experienced. So we're going to go through a lot of variables during this hour. She's knowledgeable, and I want to welcome her to your Guide to Book Publishing. Hi, Susan. Well, as I listen to you, I go, no wonder I have
2: gray hair I have to color. <laughs> it hey, has I, been
1: a journey. It has been a journey. And I have to tell you, I stopped coloring my hair. I decided
2: I'm just going to be the silver fox. That's just what I want. And be. you are. And I'm here to <laughs> say to the listeners, she is.
1: <laughs> All right, Susan, let's let's start into that because I really feel so strongly about, um, about how Authors have got to connect. They with really, so many, they really create wonderful works, but they don't understand how to reach out. And you really are a master at that connection area and how to do it. It's just not publicity. It's staying connecting. It's communicating. It's the mingling.
2: I know, and you know, it's really interesting because my first book, How to Work a Room, really, I didn't write that book as an observer. Someone said to me, I've watched you, you need to write the book. So I was a person who naturally did that, and then it was, what can I write to capture to help other people be able to do that? So it really is about being engaged. You know what, Judith, I have said this on another radio show years ago, if you don't like people, you really shouldn't buy my book. But any person that's writing words that they want other people to read, I really believe has to like people. And if you like people, you can learn to get outside of your, say, and it's not that we're bad at it, we're just all a little shy. And, you know, maybe we don't do book signings the way they used to be done, but it's connecting with the people, talking to the people. I've always said you don't need to pay a focus group. Talk to people standing in line at the grocery store. They'll tell you what they want and need and what they're interested in. And, and it's and about that- talking. Yeah, it's about
1: talking, and it's about also asking, what don't you like? It's it's the old thing of, what are your hopes, what are your fears, what are your desires, um, and bring them into play, and you dress them. And, and I've said before, many times on this show, that it's not money that makes the world go round, it's problems. And when you start chatting with people in the line, <laughs> in at, at the soccer game, at fill in the blank, you can ask them and feel experience what they're looking for and that's what you write to and you can solve. you know you can address those and solve those
2: problems and you know and that's what I'd love to say is what we think we want to write there's a book I really thought I wanted to write oh my god it was burning inside of me but when (laughs) I found out it wasn't burning inside of anybody else guess what I didn't write the book because you have to write the book that people perceive just like you said is an issue, a problem, something they'd like solved, something they'd like to do better, something they'd like to read about. I knew that people had trouble walking into rooms full of strangers at events. It could be a wedding. It could be a conference. It could be a meeting. And they wanted to be more comfortable. So when you see something that people perceive as their problem, they're going to buy the solution. Not what I decide I want to write about.
1: Exactly, and I think that one of the things I know you quoted me in one of your books, because I have often, when I've come into a room of strangers, decided that I would be part of the greeters and introduce myself as people came in so I could ease them um, as they went along and transitioned, and that's one way I get to meet people, but also they have an opening door um, of who else is there. And,
2: And by the way, let's underscore this. Whenever you can, and this is the act like a host, but if you're in any organization, sign up to be on the greeting committee. Like Judith said, when you act like that host and you are on the greeting committee, you will meet everyone. And it's your job, so you're going to do a good job of it. But there's something about that, that welcoming. And those of you who, uh, some of you know Judith, but I know her personally, the most welcoming, warm person. That makes people feel at ease. And that's the key. What can you do to make your readers, potential buyers, your potential market, feel comfortable with you? I mean, a lot of people walk into them, oh, my God, what am I going to do to make myself comfortable? And what I tell my audience is is twist that a little bit and think of what can you do to make other people comfortable with you. That Mm -hmm. switches your mentality, and it works for them, and it's going to work for you.
1: Well, authors need to really get um, from the get go and writers. And when you're in the process and the stage, that you now are a salesperson. (laughs) I mean, that you are. You got to be. Absolutely. You got to be flow like at the progressive commercials. You know, what can you do? To resolve someone's problems, or or to reach out and and do the connecting, and if you're doing research and staging, um, you you know you could even put on your your a lot of a lot of places we go into they all have name tags so you know write a little line underneath your name you know and you say what it is what you know what it is that you're looking for and people might open up amazing things um on that i know one function that we did we had everyone put what their favorite book was underneath their name and i'm telling you the conversations that floated around the room were unbelievable um where people were connecting with each other oh that
3: was your favorite
2: book too and they ended up developing wonderful friendships you never know Yeah, and that is the whole, uh, that's the theme of my How to Create Your Own Luck book, because the, and here's something else for our listeners, the original title of that book was, You Never Know, How to Turn Serendipity into Success, because, you you know, that's the whole concept of, you never know. They changed it to How to Create Your Own Luck, which made it probably popular in Vegas, but really that (laughs) you never know if you don't go into those rooms, if you don't show up, if you don't go to events where your potential market is, you miss the opportunity. So here's the other one. You always have to say yes. And I know writing takes a lot of time. And when I'm writing, by the way, I don't go to dinner with people. I really stay focused on the writing so that everything could come out of, I still use number two pencils, but can still come out of the pencil and I can channel. But when that's done, I make sure that I really stay in touch with everyone and go places and just be uh, how about this the most fun person the most interesting person in the room and I don't mean that just like commercial commercial whatever it is mm-hmm. be the person that people want to be around so if you go everywhere and this is something that I've said even if the author go with the intention of having a good time if that's your goal You'll not only have a good time, but those people who might want to buy your book and already have purchased your book, they're going to have a good time with you
1: exactly and that does make a huge difference um on that that you have a commonality to hook up with and link with and and you don't be afraid um to ask for it i, I have to brag to all our listeners one of my um my youngest youngest uh client book shepherding client vivian rees we just got her book and vivian is 17 years old and the book is called um, Behind Closed Doors About Teens for Teens by Teens. And this young gal, we put it together, but she she did a survey of 100-plus uh, teens, and uh, over 100 questions were done, in-depth interviews. And she really put together what the hopes, the fears, the stress, the dreams, can you, we count on them, all those things going on. And she's now getting ready to go out, and my, my – uh, a text I had from her this morning says, Okay, I need to get a credit card thing. I'm ready to start selling. I mean, she is ready to so move into it. And she's actually got permission from her school. She graduates this year that she has permission to come into my offices for a month as an intern to learn marketing.
2: Is that not cool? I think that that, that is so clever because, of course, if she wants to learn it, you're the master. And I might say, There would not be a book, How to Work a Room, and I've written it into the introduction. Judith is the godmother of the book, because many years ago, Judith Bryles, at a seminar I took from you, said, Suze, you could really write, because I was writing for the San Francisco Examiner Career Series, and in front of 30 people, you said, How to Work a Room should be a book.
1: All right, and with that, we're going to be right back. This is your Guide to Publishing. My guest is Susan Roanne. I'm Judith Brown. <laughs> <laughs>
3: sell stuff do you want to sell books lots of them if yes you must take credit cards the most widely used form of payment today the free terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners no contract all equipment is free extremely low rates and no termination fees ever contact alan dean at alan at the freeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828 Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both Author You and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at the thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no contract Author U deal.
5: Every picture tells a story. And it's a truism that people do judge a book by its cover. Nick Sellinger and NZ Graphics have been in the business of producing superior graphic cover design and interior layout for self-published authors, independent and traditional publishers for years. He has developed a reputation for excellent work, fast turnarounds, and best of all, affordable pricing. NZ Graphics also produces ebooks and book marketing materials such as posters, sell sheets, postcards, bookmarks, business cards, logos, and more. Books designed for his clients have won multiple book awards including Best Book Award by U.S. Book News, multiple Evie Awards from the Colorado Independent Publishers Association, Indie Book Awards, the San Francisco Book Festival Award, and Freedom Medal Award from Valley Forge. Visit www.nzgraphics .com or call 303-985-4174 for more details about making your book the success it should be. Mention that you are an F.O.J., Friend of Judiths, and that you heard about NZ Graphics on your guide to book publishing.
1: Well, with me today is Susan Rowan, who is the author of many, many books. Her very first one was How to Work a Room, which took the number one spot on the Book of the Month Club. And we're, we're really just getting into some of the things. Um, we're old, old friends, so it's, it's, it's sometimes we digress. But I wanted her to really open up some of the process because for authors, there's always different ways that you do books. I can tell you, when I first started writing, um i dictated everything and that was before everyone anyone ever heard a dragon and or any of those things but i was a dictator and then i had a secretary who transcribed everything and then we started fixing back and forth and by the way that was in the old 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 days and there was there were not computers so we typed and we hey. typed and we typed over and over again, so um, those things have evolved um, Susan did share if you heard in the in the first segment that that the number two pencil was one of her favorites, and that there are there is really a lot of merit I mean a lot of people um, go to the drag do have dragon or they have some of the other softwares that are that are quite good. Um, Scrivener is quite good for organizing and I recommend it for people, but that if you use a a one of the computer. Uh, softwares is that if you sit in front of the computer and you're dictating, all of a sudden I'm going to tell you your creative juices are going to stop because you're going to want to fix it, you're going to going to fix editing, you're going to, you're going to want to do typo errors... And it will stop this whole process. So there is, there is a, a really merit in sometimes getting out the pad and paper and letting things flow, flow, flow and then transitioning. And some people can do it very well just, you know, typing away. Um, but, but I think what's important for creativity is allowing yourself to do brain dumps and let it flow. So Susan, talk about some of your processes.
2: Well, number one, I, I graduated from just a regular sharpener to a battery-run sharpener for my number two pencil. Um, Why I do and write by hand is exactly what you said. I write well, thanks to Mrs. Smolak in seventh grade, but I don't type as well. Every time I type, I stop my creativity to correct the error because you see it underlined in red, and that does stop flow. So I... That's why I'm a paper and pencil person for books. I mean, for my blogs and articles, I could do that on the computer. But here's the most important thing. Find out what works for you. I remember someone saying to me, well, um, what what should I do? And I can't write a book because I don't have the right software. It's not about the right software. It's finding out your own best, most comfortable, and really don't listen to anyone else tell you what you ought to do. That's the number 1 um what I find for me is i find a book evolves inside of me all of a sudden i start and this is very traditional i read a lot of newspapers online but i still read print and i read magazines i start seeing articles and all of a sudden i start clipping them and somewhere in there is something that's capturing my interest and that's the book and when i start organizing the articles into folders that becomes a way of having chapters. So somewhere, it's some something is of interest. That's how Face to Face came about, How to Reclaim Your Personal Touch in a Digital World. It actually started as a book that was going to be how we network for the younger generation, and then it evolved. So you really have to pay attention to what's being written, what's in the media, what you're hearing, what people are saying. And Judith... You know me, I never go anywhere that I don't have a pad of paper and a pen. Somebody will say something at dinner, I'll overhear something, I'll be in a movie and I'll take out in the dark my pen and write something. Your antenna have to be up all the time. All those little bits of paper, or some people will put it on a PDA, except if I'm sitting in back of you in the movie, please don't light like up your screen, um, make sure that you don't lose things, because you never know what's going to trigger something that will trigger the idea that will trigger the book. So always have some instrument you can use to capture your thoughts. Also, I people know that when I go out with them for coffee, they always know that I'm going to have a piece of paper, because I hear what people say that they may not hear what they're saying, that has a brilliant bone mo that I don't want to lose. And by writing it, I have it recorded, but more than that, it gets put in my brain. Because, by the way, those of us who taught school know, if you want to learn something, you still take notes. That's part of it. That is part of it. Plus, I, I write in blocks of time. And some days, you know, I don't say I have to be sitting at 8 o'clock, because at 8 o'clock I might decide to do something um, that procrastinates. I once said to you, Judith, I know I'm procrastinating writing when I've decided to iron my rug. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yes, because, and for those who don't know Susan, she is not a domestic goddess.
2: Yes, and ironing <laughs> the rug would be, you know, this is the, I have a sign on my front door because I believe in, you know, displaying the truth and having disclaimers it says martha stewart doesn't live here (laughs) there you go and there we go but as far as writing you know the other thing there's so many distractions to writing but here's what i learned the people who love and adore you they want to support your writing i remember one time someone called me and said oh i just need you to do this for me blah 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 I don't really I can't sit and counsel you on the phone if I'm supposed to be writing cuz the energy goes out to you and mm-hmm. doesn't come through my pencil. So, so the people that really write and care support care about you, really support your writing.
1: So and they, so the other side is what you're saying is that when you and, and for me, for our listeners, I'm a binge writer. Um, I'm not one of these people that blocks out something every day to do it. So I have a, a you know, binge. And and be, before we started this, this uh, 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 radio show that I had actually been on the phone with a client for two hours previous because we write for two hours twice a week. Two hours, we have an absolutely dedicated time, and and she's not gifted with words or writing, and she tells me things, and then and I'm, I'm morphing them and tweaking them and doing them and going back to them. but what we really felt was really glorious is that we will have her book done next week. So See,
2: and that, but you set the time and I think yes. this is what's important. if you want to write a book and you never set the time you, that you're not going to sit down and write it. Or stand up and dictate it.
1: It it won't happen. For example, I know I'm going to be on a cruise um, next month, and I will be, I take my material because I know I will have a chapter written, um, a chapter or two written by the time I come off. I mean that's very specifically, and and it's, this is a family birthday celebration cruise for my daughter and myself. We both have birthdays the same week, and they know that they will leave me alone during certain hours. Nobody, t- no one talks to me, and and when I go into the zone, it is. I mean, I literally have. You know, we, we actually sell them. We sell them because in my current book, author you um, th- that uh, creating and building the author and book platforms that literally we have do not cross at work, and we put those across my cr- the door of the cruise, that nobody is allowed to come in. Nobody.
2: But I think that's important. I think that's important. Now, I'm at an advantage is that I live alone, so I don't have to do that. But really, you have to set the time. And you have to let people know. And, you know, really, there is something about deciding that you're going to write. And you got to let people know, because I mean, I think everyone wants to write a book, but if you're actually sitting and writing and people know that and they care about you, they give you that time. But, you know, Judith, I thought one of the things I'd want to talk about, and I want to reiterate, how to work a room is because of Judith Bryles. And Thank I never you. thought, I, I thought I'd write a book, but I never really dreamed of it. But Judith made that happened for me. And I had already been writing for the San Francisco Examiner, and I'd been writing articles, and I'd been talking about how to work a room. And what Judith knew that I didn't know is, A, she knew I could write, but Judith knew I knew this subject better than anybody else.
1: And, And you did. And you did, and you, you created a great book that 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 has lasted for decades, Susan. I mean, it is the pioneering book on how to work a rune, um, and has had long, long legs. I mean, you're still speaking all over the world on well, this Well, here's topic. what's
2: even better: this November, Judas is the book's silver anniversary.
1: Oh, my God. Can you believe that? Silver Anniversary. All right. We're going to be coming right back. We've got a, a quick break coming back up. And Susan's talking about I, I tell you, here's a couple things that have come away. That she cooks ideas. So she's out there. She's observing. She's listening. She's feeling. She's sensing. She's gathering. She's starting to edit mentally. And she's putting together as she starts going forward and creating the book. It's critical. I'm Judith Riles. Susan Moran my guest. We're going to be right back. Yeah
3: since 1987, ColorHouse Graphics has set the standard for quality book production. Whether you decide to print a small quantity of books or need a large print run, depend on ColorHouse to help you. You'll receive professional help and advice the moment you reach one of our representatives. If you mention hearing about us on your guide to book publishing, Judith Bryles, we will provide you with a discount on the first order you place. To speak with a project manager, call us toll-free at 800-454-1916 or visit us at www.colorhousegraphics.com.
6: Do you need postcards that make a statement? How about business cards, flyers, brochures, or NCR forms? Tuvets is the solution for all your printing needs. Providing services specially designed for authors, we deliver exceptional quality colored printing. Most important of all, we specialize in reducing your printing costs. No more waiting. No more standing in lines at your local printer. Online proofing. With our pricing tools calculator, you can get instant quotes on all your printing products, as well as shipping rates all over the United States. Just a few clicks of the mouse and you're on the way to discovering how easy and convenient online color printing should be. Contact our friendly, human account representatives. We recognize that you want answers, not voice prompts. Visit our website at www.tu-vets.com or call 1-800
4: 894-8977. When Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972, they believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions.
0: Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well,
1: what did Guy Kawasaki, the former chief evangelist of Apple the multi New York Times bestseller, the author of the recently released and mega buzz talk about Ape, Author, publisher, entrepreneur. What do Kevin Briarman, published uh, Publishers Weekly? What do Joel Friedlander, known as the book designer? What do Matthew Bennett, seller of five million books, etc., 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 have in common? They're all coming to Denver, Colorado, and they're going to be here May second through fourth for the Author You Amazing Extravaganza. And so should you be. If you want to create a book, if you want to develop a book, if you want to market a book, if you want to know the ins and outs of social media, if you want to get the, the latest skinny on what works in publicity and what doesn't, if you want to know so much about just Books and being successful, and if you want to schmooze with a community of people who are doing it and successful, you want to be in Denver May second through fourth. All the information, the entire agenda is up at authoru.org, and remember. Author You is where we feed your brain and we feed your belly. This is one of the few publishing conferences that you actually get your meals along with your registration. And everyone who attends, they're going to get Guy's book, Ape author publisher and entrepreneur so be there i look forward to seeing you it's going to be huge we have 30 national exhibitors coming in to talk about printing to talk about publicity to talk about promotion to talk about shipping to talk about just fill in the blank anything that you can imagine you need for publishing and author services we've got them there here in denver colorado go to author and get signed up now before it sells out it's it's halfway sold out already and we've got three months to go At Next year, we're going to bring Susan Rowan in, who is my guest today. And we we are talking about a variety of things. So let's hop back, Susan. We were talking about some of the processes. um, But you know what,
2: Judith? I want to just endorse what you said, because one of the points as an author is we just said the word friendship off air. But it really and truly, if you ever have the inkling, the imagination, the desire to write a book, you must be around people who share that. You must have that. And I've written The Secrets of Savvy Networking, and how do you get a network? You show up where the people of common interest are. So um, if you know anyone else, Invite your friends, send them the link because you ought to be in Denver and be around it. And by the way, Judith is not kidding. I'm just surprised she isn't cooking for everyone. But, <laughs> but there, is, there is, so I've gone to author events where there's no food and there's not even a coffee bar. I mean, you will be nurtured in every possible way. And I can say this from attending meetings that you have planned. But it's more important that you have a network of like-minded people. I was a school teacher. When I started my business, I needed a network of speakers. Then I needed a network of authors. You need to have that because you need to be able to send a quick email. And how about this? And just show you how old I am, pick up the phone and call someone and say, Hey, I just encountered this. How would you handle it when you go to this? extravaganza you will have that network so i'm just endorsing coming from the experience of that's the way i was able to do it is to have buddies who were writers
1: you need buddies. And the other thing that's cool about the extravaganza for it, you can, you know, when you pay the full price and members can bring a second person at half price. Wow. So if you're coming and your spouse won't come, like we have a, we have a couple coming from Alaska. So she signed up full registration and her spouse is coming at half. And the people who are traveling in and out of town are our locals because Denver is the mothership of all of you. That what we are doing is we're, we're going to go to the comedy improv. On Saturday night after it's over and, and laugh our, laugh our socks off and basically until we're incontinent, which at my age is easier to do. But anyway, we're going to have a really good time. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a long, 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 long day. Um, and it's, 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 we're, we're at a great site. It's, uh, you free shuttles from the airport. So go to org, get signed up come, if you're committed to publishing, if you want to be incredibly successful, this is the premier place to come. Denver, Colorado. Okay, Susan, let's talk about um, New York a little bit because uh, um, you and I have gone through some wars with New York and, and, and I will tell you, you know, of the 30 books, 12 of my books are non-New York books. I broke away from New York back in 2000. Susan has still been tied in with New York's ups and downs. We both have had dealt with with publishers who have gone belly up on us, owing us thousands and thousands of dollars um, and, um, and um, I just decided I'd had it. Susan is more loyal than I am, but and and everyone needs to know about New York. the average author average author listen closely new york based average person is who's listening to this program this this is you know this is us we're all writing we're doing things we're not john Grissom we're not you know stephen king we're 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 average people the average now is selling two hundred and fifty bloody books, two hundred and fifty bloody books, and that that lifetime that's the first year out of new york the lifetime is three thousand so If you can't sell that with learning some techniques and strategy marketing... You probably shouldn't be thinking about really seriously writing. I'm 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 dead serious when I say that. There are strategies you can do to move them. And when Susan and I first started writing, heck, if you didn't if you didn't sell thirty forty thousand books, um, New York didn't want to talk to you. Isn't that right, Susan?
2: That's true. But now there's another thing that comes up. I mean, I just would be getting something from someone. Oh, I numbered this on Amazon. I numbered this on Amazon. Uh, up until about ten years ago. Amazon was only 4% of the books being sold. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a very interesting way to look at it. But there there have been challenges with New York, though I do want to say I have met some of the most wonderful people that are still in my life as friends and they have gone through the ups and downs of New York from publisher to publisher. I mean, where they have seen the overtaking of the, what, now four publishing houses. Right. Um I did have a publisher, and Judith knows what my nickname is for him, which I can't say on the air, um, <laughs> who literally stole my money, and all of the authors gathered together, and what I got back was from the bankruptcy court in New York, I got back my rights, which I then was able to sell of How to Work a Room to Harper, where I've been happily ensconced now for a number of years. But the truth is, it can be amazing. I mean, I even had a person, whose name will be not said, who borrowed from two of my books, and the attorney in New York told my attorney, who's Denver-based, well... You know, I would be upset if I were she as well, but they didn't care because the book was older. You've lifted and intellectually um, infringed, but the attorney for the book, uh, for the publisher, didn't care because I wasn't the newest book on the block. So there are a lot of issues. Um, What you do have when you do your book with Judas is you really have so much control. And there, how about this story? My book, What Do I Say Next? I wanted to call it Schmooze or Lose. The agent in New York and the editor in New York said to me, Susan, nobody in the other parts of the country except New York and maybe Chicago and one neighborhood in Los Angeles knows what schmooze means. Oh, Are that's you so kidding? wrong. That's so wrong. I, I remember saying to people, Here's what I wanted to say to them. You live on an island. Get off of it for a while. The narrow-minded, I I really think those of us, especially because we spoke, we had a greater idea of what people in Montana and Idaho and Georgia were thinking than the people in New York who just gathered their data from book. the people who sold the books. Schmooze? That word, everybody knows. They don't even know it was Yiddish anymore. They now think it's English. Uh, And that's also true. (laughs) That's true. I think I helped. I say to people, I put the tipping point on Schmooze, Maven, and Nash from How to Work a Room. I made them English words. But that some of the narrow-minded thinking out of New York is astonishing because they're working for corporate. So what you find is people are walking on eggshells. They're walking
1: on eggshells. In New York. All right, Susan, we're going to, we're going to, we have to, we take our final break today and I would like you to come back and really, if, if our listeners do aspire to work with New York, let's give them some tips on, on maybe how they should approach that. If that would work for you. Oh,
2: that is, that's a great idea.
1: Okay. So let's go. We have 30 seconds to come back, but but we're, let's get into the tips. And if you want to give maybe, let's start with tip number one and then we'll segue and come back with a few others. So tip number one would be what?
2: If you want to write a book and go through New York, go to a bookstore and pick up some books and take a look at them that New York has published to give you an idea for the feel, the look, the topic, and how they've produced and published a book. Get familiar.
1: All right, so number one, we're going to be right back, and we're going to be looking at tips number two, three, four, and five. And if you want to publish with New York, ideas are here
3: Lots of them? If yes, you must take credit cards, the most widely used form of payment today. The free terminal has created a special program for your guide to book publishing listeners. No contract. All equipment is free. Extremely low rates and no termination fees ever. Contact Alan Dean at allen at thefreeterminal.com or call him at 303-668-6828. The Free Terminal has handled all credit card transactions for both AuthorU and Judith for over a year. Don't wait another day. Contact Alan at thefreeterminal.com or call 303-668-6828 and tell him you want the no-contract U deal.
4: shepherding concept is simple the publishing world is changing and so must you you need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create strategize develop publish and achieve your publishing goals you can't do it alone without paying the price you can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so or you can create a book that looks and feels classy build your brand and is a financial success a bestseller it's your choice you choose you need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems, you want solutions. Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, or by a publishing service provider, or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today. 303 885-2207 885 that's 303 or email her at, at com. by the way Briles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd
7: Call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project. You can also visit our website at
0: www.tps1.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask on the Rockstar Radio Network.
1: Right, so we segued out with tip number one from Susan Rowan, the author of several bestsellers and and represented by Harper. Uh, Collins is one of her publishers. But what do you do if if your dream, if your desire is really to be connected with New York? And and I'm gonna say it's not so much New York, because I think you need to. One of the good things that happened to me is that I did start with New York. Simon, uh, not Simon Schuster, that, that became a publisher. St. Martin's Press was my first publisher, and I was really treated quite well. And and I really um, learned that there's the way books should look. There's a quality to them, a feel to them. That's why I react so much to so much of the self-publish and the independent publish if they are not quality done, if those covers are not quality, if the paper feels like schlock. I just don't like it. And that Susan said, and tip number one is to go in a bookstore, get 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 a look, get the feel. What are they writing about and all that? And I mean to pay attention to those colors, those combinations. What's what's that cover feel like? Is there embossing? Is there spot coating? What what color other perks and whistles do they put to make that book pop? Start thinking about your book in that way. And that doesn't matter if you publish it yourself. Or you go in that way, because one of the things in your pitching to New York is you sometimes have to, and you should, see the way you envision what your book looks and feels like. Tip number one. Tip number two, Susan.
2: Well, tip number two, and I would like to add when How to Work Room came out, Judith came over and Judith touched the paper and (laughs) the quality of the paper. Tip number two is if you want to write a book, you have to actually read books. I know this is going to sound strange, but if everyone's writing a book, and I just said this to Judith, who's around to read them? But you have to look and, and really be a reader to really get the feel of how people are writing. So read in your genre. The other thing to do, you want to publish in New York, go to that bookstore. And I really mean you have to do this in person. Open up the book. See who the publisher is. See who the editor is. See who the agent is. What's in your genre those people might be more open to you. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, you might have a favorite author. That author might be the person you could contact who might be happy to lend you a hand and mentor you. You just don't know. But the most important thing is, Think about, do not come to someone and say, I want to write a book. I don't know what to write about. That means you should not be writing a book.
1: And that's an amen to that. And and so I'm going to give tip number three. Besides reading books, because authors must read books. It will help you, stimulate you. And I also think you should be watching movies, because I get stimulated from that. Oh, for sure. But but tip number three here is, and, and Susan introduced it, Read the acknowledgments because that's where you will find editor names. That's where you will find publisher names. And I have uh, you can you can write directly and compliment an agent for that book. You can write an editor and compliment the book and and introduce yourself. And you never know where that will take you.
2: Exactly. There's that old you never know. I'm yep. taking my book back, and we're going to call it you never know um another thing that i <laughs> <Hurray>. learned from
0: <laughs> hurray yeah,
2: I, I, you are. yeah you know yes you and i have talked about that another <laughs> thing you must understand the most important thing you can do even if you're going to uh, publish your book with a smaller publisher on your own to help you write the book you must write a proposal but definitely if you're going to go to new york and by the way by new york we don't just mean new york because there are some publishers out of san francisco some out of Denver, but we mean traditional publishers, Um, what you want to have is an absolutely well-done, perfect proposal because what they want to know in New York is who are you, what's your platform, meaning how will people know of you and know the book and will they care enough to write it, who's your market, and they all want to know what are you going to do to help us sell this book. Because they are glorified printers and they want you to be a really big part of the sales team. But what I learned from one of my many agents, and by the way, I have had, I'm now on my sixth and last agent whom I love dearly. I had to go through five to get to the right one. But one of my agents told me that you must have and take the time to write the chapter outline. When you know your table of contents and you spend the time on your chapter outline and if you can write one page to describe the chapter, when it's time to sit down and write the book, you just have your chapter outline and that book flows. But that publisher wants to know that you've had a, that you sat down and thought about it and it's often the chapter outline that is really the sales tool that will help sell it to an agent or to an editor.
1: So what a publisher, what you're really saying is a publisher really wants to know what they can expect, why they are expecting.
2: Absolutely. And by the way, I want to say something about deadlines. I have more than one friend who's an author who blew a deadline, who didn't pay attention to a deadline. When you sign a contract that you're going to have that book done by November first, 2013, That book better be on their desk November 1st. In fact, I'd even think October 31st, 2013. I'll tell you why. Give no one any excuse to look at your book and say, well, they couldn't even make the deadline. Be on time. Be timely. Follow up. Follow through. Do not ever miss a deadline.
1: Well, and the other thing is, and I'm going to say, sometimes things do happen, and and I will tell you, I was on a deadline on a book with Simon & Schuster, and my son died in the middle of it.
2: Oh, that's Judith. uh, I remember when that, that's a different story.
1: It's a different story, but I communicated. I communicated, and I called my editor, and I said, Patricia, I'm in a fog i 'm going to be a month i 'm going to be a month behind, um, and I just wanted to let you know, so you communicate it but here's let me add on why this is so imperative because publishers have deadlines, you are queued up. Yep. And if your book is due in on November 13th or whatever it is, that means that they have blocked time. You're going into editing. You're filling in the blank. There are, there are processes that you go through that you move into that area. If you hic it up and you miss it, that means, dear author, you are now out of line. And, um, and they have the right to say, you know what? It's over.
2: They absolutely because you've broken the contract. In fact, it was just in the Wall Street Journal. A number of publishers are now going after authors who they paid in advance who never produced a book. And I'm sitting here going, "They should." (laughs) You didn't give give them the money back. I to me, it's so preposterous that that would happen. But if you want to write for New York, it's what Judith said. You communicate. You stay in touch. You be nice to the editor. Let the agent handle the issues that need to be discussed. But I would say this about developing a network. One of my editors was at one house. He went to another house, and because we stayed in touch, because I had lunch with him when I was in New York, at the third house he was at, he bought one of my books. But it's because you stay in touch. You have to have that network. You have to be that personable, engaging person. A friend of mine and I have a goal. We always want to be everyone's favorite customer. If you want to work in New York, and by the way, even if you should do this no matter what every day in your life, goal is be everyone's favorite author, customer. Yes. Uh, Because when they move to someplace else, they will have fond thoughts of you and be wanting to look at that proposal. That's so right, because
1: you're, you're a pleasure to work with. Okay, Susan, we have two minutes to go. Let's okay. get a couple of more tips in.
2: Okay, more tips in terms of New York. No matter what, you may have an agent, etc. Get on a plane if you're not in New York and go and meet your editor. When you go to New York and let them know you're coming to New York, they will maybe have a meeting so you'll get to meet people face to face it is worth the airfare and the hotel bill that changes everything yeah, when they get does. to meet you
1: all right and and one more
2: and one more it's mm-hmm. your job they are all glorified printers it's your job to always be out there being an advocate for your book. But while you're doing that, the best way to develop the network is advocate and help sell other people's books and recommend them. And they will in turn support you.
1: Right. So then, the, you know what it does it, as we come full circle here? It, it brings it back and wraps up this thing called community there is a community authors we have like authors who we have similar genres but there's also authors that were all over the place and we can cheerleader and let's face it some authors when you're writing in the same area there is there's some competitiveness here and they're thinking you oh know my god they'll buy my fiction book it over this or fill in the blank that when you have a really mixed community which is much more exciting i think and lively in its own way that you really can cheerlead if you have, if for example i write primarily for business books um uh, um, Susan writes for business books. I've got friends who write wonderful women's fiction. I, I don't have the gift to write for women's fiction, but boy, I can sure support like crazy Mara. And what she's doing is she launches her latest book, You Know What the Heart Knows. So that's fun to do. All right. So Susan, Rowan, thank you so much for being with us today. I'm going to highly recommend. Which book should they, should they go, go get right now of yours?
2: I think you should. The, I think The Granddaddy, um, How to Work a Room. All right, there you go. How to work a room. We'll see every
1: in Denver, Colorado, May 2nd to 4th. This is Judith Bryles. You're listening to your Guide to Book Publishing.
0: Thank you for being a part of your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Briles. Each week, a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take you, the author, to the next level. You'll learn tips and secrets on how to create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve book publishing success by making one very simple change in your book's journey. How to avoid the publishing predators. How to create an author and book platform that rocks. Learn how to make a living with your words and your books. Learn how to publish a book that has no regrets. And so much more. For more information, check out authoryou.org, Where authors who want to be seriously successful go. And Judith's website, TheBookShepherd.com. Then join us again here next week for more. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Riles. Brought to you by Author You and the Book Shepherd. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network.